I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Don't talk about it. Hi, I'm Raina. And I'm Megan. Welcome to the Shh Don't Talk About It podcast, where we talk about all the things we need to say out loud, but think that we can't. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to shed light on them. We're going to embrace them. And we're going to fucking love them. So join us on this journey as we get rid of shame and start talking about it. Don't talk about it. Welcome to episode six. Let's talk about sex, baby. But before we get into this, what are we going to do? We're going to crack them claws, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, girl. This is a fun episode. Mm. Yeah, we're excited about this one. What are mm-hmm. we talking about today? Fucking sex. Obviously, just yes. saying it. But yeah, we're talking not just about sex, but about women reclaiming our sexuality. Absolutely. Saying fuck you. Fuck you. To, to slut shame. Yes. To the fucking shamers out there. Mm-hmm. Let us have sex, please. And Thank to you. the double standard. Yes, there's such a double standard around this shit. Yeah. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Since forever. What were you just telling me about the show oh. you're watching? Well, I'm sure. Um, Bridgerton, y'all. Bridgerton on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's a period piece. So back in the day... Throwback to episode three. Yes. Um, It's like back in the day where they, the royal courts, all that shit where they couldn't even like, they couldn't even hold hands. They couldn't even be alone together. They couldn't do anything. Well, the guys could do that, but the fucking, the women and the girls, because they were like girls or like teenagers, they couldn't do anything. And if they did, they'd get shamed or they would have to fucking... Uh, get married to these gross fuckers, you know, like it's, it's, it's a good show, but it just reminds me of how long this has been going on for. Yeah. I mean, women aren't allowed to claim their sexuality at all. And it pisses me off because sex has been used against women since literally the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. And yet our bodies are 
wired to experience pleasure and yes. our brains are wired to seek pleasure, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's been used the, the biological impulse to seek pleasure has been used against us since time fucking immemorial. I know. And I'm sick of it. And it's the year 2021. We have Megan the Stallion. We have Cardi B. We have all of these like sex positive role models mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And it's still too Amber Rose. <laughs> and, like, and it's still considered like too dangerous for a woman to fully embody and claim her sexuality. Yes. Which is some bullshit because it's it's a trap anywhere you go we're fucking trapped whether we're uh too sexual or not sexual enough you know like what is a woman's a lady or whatever the fuck you know it's always uh, trying to like measure up to some ideal some standard and if you don't you're fucked like you do you know either way you, yeah the fucking saying goes you're you know? a prude or you're a whore yeah yeah and it kind of feels like men in the most like stereotypical way of thinking about it want us to be both Mm -hmm. um, oh yes, for sure. Like what I want to, what is I want to freak in the sheets and a lady in the streets yes. or something. I fucking hate that. It's like, yeah. there's so many, so, so many things I hate about this I know. because I've always been a very sexually curious person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't know that that was a bad thing. Until I was told at church that it was a bad thing. Yeah. But I think I even shared, I don't remember, I think it was in episode one, um, like, I learned about sex when I was um, six years old. Right. Because my mom was pregnant with my sister, and I had questions, so they got this really funny book called Where Do I Come From? <laughs> from the 70s. It's, oh God, I would give, in if anyone knows where to find that book, like, please tell me, I would give anything to own it, but... My mom read it to me. It does a good job just explaining sex. It actually <laughs> explains an orgasm. It's like, it feels like when you really have to sneeze and then you sneeze. Oh. Um, which is kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels great. Um, and I just remember my little six-year-old mind being fucking blown. And then my, we, my mom checked it out from the library and it was time to return it. And she like couldn't find it because I had taken it and put <laughs> it under my pillow. I slept with it under my pillow because I was so fascinated by mm -hmm. this which is really a, it's really natural and then totally. I learned a few years later that that was bad and to be ashamed of it and that all of these feelings that I was feeling um about my body That's were bad and shameful and to be hidden away um and you know then you get all of this horrible in like the purity movement messaging about like you're just like a precious rose. Oh, like, God. Maintain your purity for your Where's husband. Where's your ring? Here's purity your... ring or whatever oh the God. fuck it, they are. Yeah. Did you have one? No. My oh. little sister did. Oh. And um, I found it when I was in college and I stole it from her and wore it, ironically, because by then <laughs> I was hoeing. And I was just like, yeah, uh, what was it? Choose the right. It's oh, called God. Choose the Right. Oh, CTR. yes, I've seen that. Oh, my God. And, um, so I wore it as, like, an ironic pinky ring. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, all that to say, like, it's just, it's such an, an unfair doubled standard, and it is really confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but I found that con just confusing as a young person. Like, I feel these yeah. things in my body. Um, This feels good. Also, it's bad. So it feels good, and I feel shame. 
I'm supposed to be like cute and sexy, but not too sexy. It's just like there's so many rules. So many rules. And yeah. You can't you don't really know what they are or where the lines are. No, no, because you're like one thing that you're feeling and then there's society, then there's fucking your friends or your, you know what I mean? There's just Mm -hmm. so much shit. Like you don't even know what to do, but you want to do something. You know, when I was in adolescence, I was a fucking very sexual, you know, person. And I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't remember feeling shameful about that. Um, but I got a lot of shit for it. You did. You know, a lot of shame from other, from from people, you know, because kids in fucking high school and and yeah. junior high, you know, can be really mean. Um, yeah, like in high school, junior high, being called a slut is like the worst thing you can be called. Yeah. It, at least that's how it was in like the schools I went to. And like, it's oh, she's fucked up. And it's fucked up because I guess technically I was, if you want to fucking, you know, but. (laughs) What does that even mean? Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like technically because I slept with a lot of people, I was a fucking slut. But this is the way and the tone of it, you know, like we need to take that word back. That's like the whole like slut shame walk and all the things, you know what I mean? Because it's like it's what it really comes down to is fucking. Boys, boys being feeling so inadequate of themselves and they have to like put this on girls, you know, and then girls do that to each other. I was fucking guilty of that. I was I slept with a lot of people when I was younger and but I definitely called some girls sluts and little hood rats. And you know what I mean? Because I was always at. I was that girl that had all, nothing but guy friends, you know, and maybe one girlfriend. The rest of them were dudes, and I was a fucking, I guess, quote, dude, you know, like I just did whatever the fuck I wanted. And sure, people call me a slut and whatever, but it didn't stop me or I didn't feel ashamed of it because I felt like, no, I'm the fucking player. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a player. Mm-hmm. This is my game. <laughs> you know, like, why can't I be? So, yeah, it was, I mean, probably my family gave me the most shit, I would think, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, even still saying I was a little slept back in the day. Oh, that's so um, hard to hear from family. Well, yeah, I mean, they, that's, you know, you have siblings and some aren't so nice, you know, Yeah, and they make fun of you and whatever, um, but, you know, when I look at back at the time period of when I was doing all this shit, I'm like, I was not in, even if I was, I don't even know. I can't even say that because even if I was in a good place in my life, would I have been sexual? I'm sure I would. I've always been a sexual creature ever since I was like a kid, like mm-hmm. little, little, like, oh, I'm rubbing on something and that feels good. You know what I mean? And then- Yes, because our bodies are built for pleasure. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, as a teen, we're, like, ready to, like, take on the world and, like, you know, there's there's a lot that you're figuring out emotionally. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, our bodies are built right. for pleasure and we, like, need to have experiences with, like, good boundaries and consent and support, like, totally. all throughout the, like, developmental lifespan. God, I sound like a fucking therapist. But, like, throughout no, our lives. it's true, though, to, because yeah. whether it was, um, 
Y'all, we're wearing some fucking oh, yeah. new t-shirts. Um, <laughs> for the people who are listening and not watching, we decided, I texted her and I was like, um, should we dress like hoes, quotation marks, for the sex episode? And we agreed yes. Um, and these outfits are uncomfortable. Yes. And I was like, oh, you mean like wear what I normally wear? I know. I was like, actually, it's just my, it's just my going out clothes that I miss. Anyway. <laughs> no, but you're you're so right because like a sexuality could be mean all sorts of things, you know, mm-hmm. whether I had one boyfriend throughout my youth that I had sex with a lot or mm-hmm. if I had multiple partners. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, either way it was it was sex. It was sexual and I experienced a lot of it when I was a youth and um and I don't feel bad about that. You know, I don't think you should. And I think that like something that I find so problematic about the word slut or the word whore or any term to describe a woman who's sexually empowered in a negative way, it is dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like it becomes the platform for an an excuse when women are um, abused, assaulted. Um, subjected to sexual experiences that they're not consenting to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it completely you. It's such a clear line from like slut and whore to just rape culture. Yeah, and I think that's what bothers me so much about it. Totally. Like, I can be a very sexually empowered woman who enjoys sexual experiences and still not want to have it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I think that that line gets really fuzzy in the culture. And these are terms that are used against us to dehumanize us and create excuses for the ways in which our bodies are abused and exploited. Totally. I don't know. It just really, like the terms, the words just really bother me for that reason. Well, yeah, because then um, dudes have a fucking, or people have a, I think they have an idea of, who you are or what you want. Mm -hmm. And then they like, just think they can come on to you or touch you when you're like, wait, no, you can't fucking touch me. You know what I mean? Just because I was with your friend does not mean I'm going to be with you too. I like sex, but not with you. Yeah. Like, mm -mm. yeah, I've definitely had that happen to me where I'm like, um, your hand is on my leg. Like, no, like mm -mm. just because like you think of me as a slut because I was with your friend or maybe your other friend too. You know what I mean? But doesn't mean I'm going to be with you, motherfucker. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you had sex used against you then. Yeah. At times in your life. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but you know, I, I don't know. There was just, uh, kids are mean, you know? Yeah. It didn't stop me from exploring my sexuality, which, you know. That's good. Yeah. It's, I think adolescence and early 20s like that's when we need to be figuring that stuff out mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I mean so did you ever feel shamed yeah um like I said I feel like I've like every episode I'm like and then religion fucked me up well but I mean, um, but yeah I mean um I departed from, like, my Christian beliefs by high school. But that stuff does stick to you. Mm -hmm. And then even if you grow up completely without religion in your life, there is still just the way that sex gets used against adolescent girls. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 
I experienced that, but I think in a different way than you, because my sophomore year of high school, I got into a relationship with my high school sweetheart and uh, we stayed together until we broke up my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. So he oh, okay. was like um, my first consensual experience of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I st- but that doesn't mean that. I- so I wasn't like hooking up with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't mean that I escaped judgment from peers right. around like just different exploration that we were doing. And we were together for two and a half years before we ever even like actually had sex, but Mm -hmm. it was still just like people knew we were doing things. Yeah. You know, just like figuring shit out in that like awkward way that like 15 and 16 year olds do. And people knew about it and it definitely got talked about a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I just, I mostly just brushed it off Mm -hmm. as like, some kind of weird jealousy. I don't know. I mean, he was also like my best friend. It was mostly just like us as a unit. And I tried not to feel too bad about it. Yeah. But then after that relationship ended, when I was in college, I definitely went through a phase where I was working a lot of things out emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's my teenage years. <laughs> yeah. And I, look at that, I think about that time in my life and I had a lot of like very non-committal physical interactions with people. Mm-hmm. And there was certainly judgment that came my direction, especially from the dudes in my friend group. Um, and I, I was thinking about that time in my life, like I think that the shame was unwarranted. I also think that I wasn't necessarily approaching health, uh, sex from like the most healthy and empowered place. Mm-hmm. I think I was acting out some emotional pain yeah. um, and actually using physical intimacy as a way to not feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't regret it. And I'm glad that. I've developed a different perspective yeah. now because there's a totally. lot of people that I don't think I would have wanted to like spend time with in that oh way if I was like, yes, actually like paying attention. But <laughs> Fuck, I was also dude. like a confused bipolar <gasps> 19 year old. And I did learn a lot about myself during that time. Um, but it also made things harder. Like I remember my college boyfriend um, when he and I got together, he really struggled with my history in a way that was like totally rooted in his own insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually like a pretty big issue between us. And like, I remember being pushed to like share my number, which I think is a really gross thing. Oh, like, I'm like, what of, number? Like the, the phone num- number? No, like the number of oh. people that you've slept oh, with. Oh God. Like I remember yeah. this really like high pressure conversation that we had about this. And I was like, I just don't understand why this is a relevant question mm-hmm. or like why I'm being forced to give you this information and I do not advocate mm-hmm. people sharing that information with each other because mm-hmm. your past is your past who gives a shit so like yeah. I think actually as I'm thinking this through like the most I, I experienced the most probably sex shaming in that relationship because I was with somebody who um, was pretty insecure mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. he wasn't a total dick he was actually like 
a really good, a really good boyfriend. And I was actually a really bad girlfriend. And we will get to that probably in another episode. <laughs> in another episode. Um, but that's, I, I think that's the person who I remember feeling like experiencing the most shame from. And that's mm-hmm. really sad. And it was just rooted in his insecurities. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's when I feel like men do like boys, I mean, lash out is when they feel insecure or their manhood gets like, you know, they feel whatever. But I'm glad that you brought it up about, um, you know, the the emotional uh, and physical sex, um, because that's definitely, you know, and looking back at the choices that I fucking made as a youth, you know, definitely I was going through the very similar thing where I was working things out, you know, and I, I switched sex around where I was my, my, I was in control. Yes. You know, because I wasn't in control before that. Um, and so I used sex, um, as like to empower myself and, um, I would not let people use me. I used them. That was my whole fucking thing when I was a teenager is like, you're not going to use me. I'm going to use you. I'm going to fucking play you. Like I just use sex as my own sort source of empowerment. Yeah. And um, because of all the shit that I was going through during that time period and before that time period. And, and I know a lot of people in school definitely saw me as a slut or, um, you know, that I was just, a fucking whore or whatever, you know what I mean? But to me, I was just like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck you. Like I'm doing me and I'm not going to let anybody use me or play me. You know, I'm going to just like do whatever the fuck I want. Um, so I definitely used it as an empowerment tool, but then like later on in life, it caught up to me. Uh, so for you, it was, it, sex was something that you were experiencing as a way to reclaim yourself. Yes, and my body. And your body. And you were an adolescent, so you were doing that in, like, ways that you might not do now. But it was – but even now, like, in our, like, my late 30s and your – I don't want to say you're in your 40s. No, I am 4D. um, I I still find sometimes, like, I use – I experience sex as a way to connect with – myself and understand things about myself. And it's just that now I'm older. And so I'm, it's less transactional Mm -hmm. and I'm more able to connect it to like, I don't know. It feels more complex now. It's like connected. Oh, because it is. It's emotional. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's emotional. It's physical. And, but it is still something through which I, um, experience a deeper understanding of myself yeah, and a deeper understanding of relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great exploratory tool. It is. Personally. Yes. Yes. And especially if you have a partner that, you know, is down for that too. Yeah. But I, you know, honestly, cause so I've been with my partner for 16 years mm-hmm. and fucking the night that I met him. So I can tell you that shit doesn't really change much. Like I, I like, to have sex or I don't like to fucking wait basically like if I want to have sex I want to have sex you know um and he he wouldn't have sex with me that night and I remember and I was like mm, are we just gonna do a lot of dry humping like what's happening like my legs hurt um <laughs> but he wouldn't have sex we didn't so we didn't have sex the first night and that was because he 
didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's sweet, but come on. Um, <laughs> but then the next night I did go over there and I'm, I was like, all right, are we going on a date or are we? Uh, and then, of course, we got it in. And we've been together for 16 years now, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just that type of person, you know, mm-hmm. like if I want to have sex or if I want to do something normally, I, I would just fucking do it and not think so much. Like about if it, it feels right, you go for it. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment. I'm like, in the moment type of person, you know, which I'm getting back to. <laughs> Medicine helps y'all. Medicine helps. <laughs> what I'm finding myself enjoying so much about your story is that like, it's pretty shameless. Like people, you're like, yeah, like people would try to say this shit about me, but I didn't really care. Like just the whole thing. You're just like this. If I want something, if I want to have sex, I'm going to do it. And I don't actually hear from you a lot of like, I don't hear any regret. I don't hear any shame. I hear like, this is just yeah. how I am. I'm yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that's what I took from all of it because I don't have any, I remember all the fucking things that people would say and all the different people that I was with. And some of them, I'm like, oh my God, gross. Why would I do that? You know what I mean? But it's like, whatever. It is what it is. It's done. Um, But there's a sense of like, you know, even I didn't let shame like stop me from like doing what I wanted to do, you know? And I just had a whole idea behind it. And some people can think of it as, you know, I was, um, or somebody, some people can take pity on me or like something must have happened to me, you know, to like make me do that kind of thing. And sure. Yeah. Something did fucking happen to me as a kid, but I don't think that was why I am a sexual being. I've always was like, even when I was a kid, like four or five, like I remember being really like, I don't like into sex, (laughs) not like sex, sex, but you know what I mean? Like masturbation, you know, so and pleasing myself. And I didn't think anything was wrong with that. My siblings definitely shamed me for that (laughs) and said I was like doing the nasty or whatever. I fucking hate that word even to this day. So masturbation more so makes me feel more dirtier than Mm. sex itself. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm really glad you brought that up because. I mean, as I've talked about, I'm a therapist, but I don't think I've shared that my specific area of practice is work, working, I work exclusively with people who have survived a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And there is this stigma, like if you are a woman or a woman identified, a female identified person who enjoys sex and is claiming their sexuality, there is this like, what happened to you mm-hmm. as if enjoying a natural biological process mm-hmm. is inherently a response to something bad. And it's not now, certainly uh, some trauma survivors may like reenact parts of their sexual trauma. Like that can be a response, mm-hmm. but it does. It it's not always. And a sexually empowered woman is not necessarily acting out that sexual empowerment because they've experienced something bad. They might just really enjoy their body. Mm -hmm. They might just really enjoy other people's bodies. They might just really enjoy connecting in that way. And I hate the, it's, I just hate the trope of the damaged sexual woman. Yes. Because we don't treat men that way. And it just implies that there's something wrong with Yes. About yeah. enjoying your body. And it's, again, it's a way to trap us. It's a way to control us. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like completely. Are you ready to shop? 
Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Yeah. False. Yeah. I think for myself, I think about it now. Like I do, I do think back on certain experiences and I sort of think, I think about like where, what's the motivation that the behavior was coming from. And mm-hmm. I can, I can notice some instances where uh, perhaps it was a bit of a trauma response. And I notice other instances, especially as I progressed into my later twenties and thirties, where it was like, I'm just learning stuff about myself. Yeah. Like, this is a way that I'm learning stuff about mm-hmm. myself. And I just hate so much the trope of the the sexual woman is a damaged woman yes. or the concept of like damaged goods. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many clients I've had who are worried that they're quote unquote damaged goods. When I'm like, oh. no, no, like it break it breaks my heart that we live in a world where like the culture has fed them that message and it makes healing from oh, an assault sure. so much more difficult. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I have a friend from high school. We met in junior year in high school and we were both very sexual, uh, not with each other, but we were just, you know, we hung out a lot and meet guys and whatever. And she was so fucking sexual, like, and she still is, you know, and we're still in touch and she's had been with a lot of people and she always says that same fucking thing. She's just like, yeah, people think that I've, you know, you know, something happened to me when I was a kid because I'm so sexual and I'm so like, but she's like, but no, nothing. I There's nothing that happened. I wasn't abused. I wasn't, you know, my parent, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so that whole thing is she just loves sex, you know, yes. she's a sexual being. If and you're connected free. to your body, if you're connected to your emotions, if you are uh, responding, not reacting, if you're making conscious choices, like these are all good things. It, yeah. It's, I think where it can become something to like explore is like, I feel like I'm doing this compulsively or it's coming from a place where I'm like reacting or I, I don't know why I'm doing this and I don't like it. Like yeah. for me, when I, when I think about like, where does behavior become harmful? It's when you don't feel like you're in control of it. Um, you don't feel good about it internally you're like crying your way through sex yes yeah, and know, i've like, done that before yeah. <laughs> um there's nothing inherently broken or bad about enjoying it no no not at all and it's like it's crazy because there's so much shame about that that sometimes i do feel like dirty you know what i mean when mm. i'm really enjoying it. or you know like shit gets in my head mm-hmm. you know a lot and so um i just have to remind myself and just take take control over my own body and my own being, you know, and not like let that shit like in there. I mean, when I was a kid, none of that was in there. I was very free spirited, very free, open, all of that. 
And then just as you get older, you know, you start becoming a little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. You know, (laughs) um, but yeah. So how do we feel about it now? I mean, I just refuse to feel shame about enjoying everything that my body can do, Mm -hmm. including experiencing a lot of pleasure during sex. Yeah. And I really do feel like it's, it's something that like, if you fully open yourself up to the, like the physical possibilities for yourself, you can learn a lot about yourself. There's a, um, there's a therapist I really like, Esther Perel. She has a podcast called Where Should We Begin? She's like a, oh my God, she's amazing. I could go on forever, but she's a couples therapist um, and works a lot with people on like issues related to like sex and desire in their relationships. Mm-hmm. And she has this quote where she says, sex is not something you do. It's somewhere you go. And that is how I think about it now. Yeah. So I don't, and I think with, when you think about it as like, like it's not a function your body's performing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it is a function your body's performing. Sure. But it is, it is also a place that you go, you go somewhere, you go on a journey and like, yes, of course it's about your partner. And like, ideally both people are having a really great time, but like through the journey of experiencing something where you are completely in your body, where you are wholly connected to yourself. And then ideally like in like the best circumstances also wholly connected to another person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I find it like a very powerful learning experience about like the depth, like the emotional and physical depths that we're capable of going to. I don't know. No, I love that. No, it doesn't at all. That is how I think about sex. Because that's a great, um, I inspired. I'm inspired by that. <laughs> because honestly, I get in my head a lot, you yeah. know, especially with foreplay. I'm like, uh, there's too much time to think right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just fuck. Um, because I do let things enter my head and mm-hmm. then I like start. And then, you know, that once those thoughts come in, then you're like, oh, why am I thinking yeah. about my mom? Why am I thinking about my <laughs> nephew? Oh my God, get out! Yeah. Why you know what I mean? trying to remember what groceries I need. Yes, I'm just like, well, yeah, what during... the fuck? Um, because then once you focus on those thoughts. Anyway, I'm working on those. Actually, they've been much, much better. But um, but seeing it as a journey, like just like going into this whole other realm, um, is that's exciting. You know, you go into yeah. some other dimension, some other like behind the veil, you know, because you are in this different um shift you know like this energy shift yeah you know yeah like I really like that's how I think about it now mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm like is that selfish that I'm like what is this experience I'm having going to teach me about myself and I'm like no it's not selfish the other person's having a great time as well yeah. but yeah. I just when I heard her say that it's not something you do it's somewhere you go I was like that is so right on and I think that like when you're having sex that you're not like super excited about it doesn't feel like that and so like that's the other kind of gauge for me I don't think about it as like oh I can't do this or I'm a slut or like I should do this or I'm a prude it's more just like I don't know like what is this experience going to teach me what am I going to figure out Mm -hmm. like this is one of the most 
amazing things about the human condition. Like, fucking lucky us, yeah. you know? I don't know. I guess every living creature experiences it, but but not every living creature gets to have fun with it. Like, ducks. That's true. Duck sex is so gnarly. Duck penises. Do you know about this? No. They're shaped like corkscrews. What? So the lady ducks are not oh, having geez. any fun. Or cat penises have barbs on them. What? So the lady cats are not having any fun. So, you know, we're lucky as primates. Mm-hmm. Like, primates and dolphins, we get to experience pleasurable sex. And it's a gift. And we shouldn't waste I love it, it by feeling shame I about know. It. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. And, and what's helped me is just, um, yeah, I mean, having a partner for so long. Yeah. And we've been through it, y'all. We have been through it. Someone who you can really trust. Yeah. But yeah. we've had like. You know, in the beginning where you fucking fuck all the fucking time because you just can't keep your hands off each other. And then, you know, times when, yeah, when we fight about sex, you know, and he wants it and I don't want it. And it's like, what are we even fucking doing? You know what I mean? Um, But we're in a good we're in a good place right now. We can communicate. And I've learned to, um, you know, he has his needs. I have mine. And, you know, we have our love languages, you know. Mm -hmm. And so. So, yeah, I mean. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with it now. I'm in a good place with it now. I had a hard time over the last few years with it, with sex, only because of what has happened in the past. Um, But I've been working through that, and I'm not going to let that shit fucking take my sensuality away. Sensuality? Don't let it take... Sensuality. Sensuality. (laughs) Just don't... Yeah, don't let... Like, don't let... That's like... Because I was always... Always a sexual being. I remember in first grade, like having my first like thing, you know, um, your first thing, meaning masturbation, right? No, I was younger with my masturbation. Oh, what happened in first grade? I mean, it was under the bed with some, uh, like, a, I'll show you mine. If you should kind of kind with of like another, but it was a girl. It's so once again, so normal a couple times actually yeah. like when i was a kid kid you know what i mean and that's and then having my first kiss when i was in second grade like i've always was fucking sex crazed you know and there, and there's nothing wrong with it there's no. nothing wrong with it Raina. go home and fuck tonight all right well, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it and i think that like this is where our lack of like sex education and more sex shame that we, like, our generation was raised in, certainly in, like, school. Like, there's no set comprehensive sex education. Like, if you have children, they don't come with a manual. And so a lot of parents don't understand what is, like, totally normal and, like, yeah. developmentally natural yes. and appropriate in terms of kids, even very young kids, like, noticing and exploring their bodies. Yes. And so you get, that should get shut down really Oh, quickly. you get shamed so mm-hmm. young in life and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not allowed to feel pleasure. I'm not allowed to pleasure myself. Yeah. Instead of like, this is a net, like this is a natural way that our bodies feel sometimes, you know, it's important that like these, you know, these are private things. Right. It's important exactly. that we like, but you don't like them in private. Ew, yeah. Gross. But like, I think all of our parents probably reacted as like, oh God, I do remember, I do think little boys probably get this more than little girls stop touching yourself because i do feel, i feel like little boys like because they figure out their, their penises penis, yeah and like 
uh, well, they just have like this person, appendage hanging and, off and of a, them. <laughs> and a person can get an erection pretty young. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's just what it is. Yeah. So like they always have their fucking hands down their pants. They're always touching their balls. Like get your hands out of your pants. Get you. And like that immediately like sends a message like that's wrong. Instead of just having a conversation about like, these are some natural things that bodies do. Yeah. Um, here's where we can explore that. Here's where we can't. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's also so many opportunities to have conversations with your kids really early on about consent and like what kind of touching is okay mm-hmm. at their age and what kind of touching is it. But instead right. it just all gets shut down into like, no, no, it's this bad. Is bad. Get your hands it's out of your bad hands. and it's gross. Yeah. You know? And I just, I think that's just a bummer. Like yeah. we really it miss is because with that. It really affected me for a long time. I bet. Like a long time. Yeah. Where I felt really shameful and now I don't. Obviously, I'm fucking talking about it. I would never admit that I used to fucking, like, hump things, you know? <laughs> I was a little humper. <laughs> literally everybody And that was, like, was. one of the reasons, like, I had, like, I went through a thing where, like, I don't want to have, if I had a kid, I wouldn't want a girl because I wouldn't want to go through that whole thing with her. Like, That's if I so saw her sad. doing that, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, because then I just yeah. immediately thought about how I was treated. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, but I was just like, <laughs> I was just horny little whatever. I just like to pleasure myself. It felt good. So I did it. And then you I was shamed different. for it, you know? Yeah. So no shame in any of that, y'all. Like, yeah. fucking play with your bodies, you know? It's fun. Well, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and oh, yeah. So let's talk about positive fucking. Uh, sex positive role models. Yeah, just like a few people that like really stand out as well. We were talking about, um, oh my god, what video were we googling before we stopped? Before we started, my brain just like, oh, let's talk about working. Yes, that's the right. whole name of this. Yes, let's talk about sex, baby. Yes, salt and pepper. Let's talk about all the good things I, and the bad things. I felt like they were so sex positive. I yes. really loved them. Um, oh my god, I have a memory of being in a TJ Maxx, like, trying on, like, ill-fitting dresses in, like, eighth grade, and that song was on, and my mom, like, humming along to it, and was like, ew, mom, stop, I sex-shamed my mom. Poor Elisa, she always kind of wanted to talk to me about this kind of stuff, and, like, I don't know, a little bit of, sh- like, I, like, reverse-shamed her, because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know, mom. But, yeah, like, they were great. They were so good. Madonna. And Madonna. Yes, Madonna. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is, this, Madonna was my essence as a kid. Yes. In my first grade, first grade, okay, I dressed up as Madonna for Halloween, and I had a little, I... I was wearing belly shirts back then. I still rock a belly shirt. Um, but I carried around a fucking little whatever, boomboxing, playing like a virgin. I was in first grade. First grade. You just felt it. Janet was always I loved a big her. one for me. Yes, Janet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other night I made Rena and her partner and my boyfriend watch a lot of Janet Jackson videos because I was like, these are the horniest oh my videos gosh. and I love them. And they were, they... They hold up for the most part. There was a lot was a of problems, but there was a lot of great artists back in the day that just, you know, um, like fucking Paula Abdul and Cold Hearted mm. Snake. I was like, I remember watching that video and I was like, oh, my God. But I mean, I guarantee like Madonna was my fave and I love that she fucking humped the pillow. And I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> you were like, I know that. I know that pillow. 
I know. didn't have pillows. You're you like, know? I, I didn't find out about oh. humping pillows until later on in life. And oh. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I never got it. It's not hard. Huh? It's not hard. It's a pillow. I know. What is it doing for you? I don't know. Me neither. It's kind of hard. It's not. I, know. I was like, what is this whole hump, pillow humping thing? And it's then feathers. It's like. You have to like form it into yeah. something, and you're like, okay, I don't There's know. I'd rather just things. find a corner or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Shit. <laughs> All right. Are we going totally off the rails? Here? I don't know. We could talk about sex for days, okay. y'all. I think, you know, I think our takeaway, our, our pearl of wisdom here, mm-hmm. at least what I will say is like, I mean, it's literally like the lyric from that song, like sex is natural, sex is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing to feel ashamed of. If you're feeling shame, interrogate it. Ask yourself, is this coming from external forces or am I feeling emotionally off balance? In which case, then that's a, a moment to like stop and ask yourself some questions. Yeah. Which like, is what again, are you doing this for? Why are you doing yes, this? Which is again, why I say that like sexual interactions can be such good educational experiences mm-hmm. for us. If you mm-hmm. notice you're feeling a little off and you sit down and think about it and it's not external, like internalized bullshit from the patriarchy, then like that's just good information to have. You still don't need to feel shame. You're just like, oh. I have some information that something might be emotionally off balance for me. Yeah. But the shame that's put upon us, the way that it's weaponized against us, um, the way that it's used to dehumanize mm-hmm. us, fuck all that mm-hmm. and fuck them. Literally and figuratively, y'all. Fuck them. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. Yes. I totally 100% agree with all of that because it's a complicated topic, y'all. Sex is complicated. We make it complicated. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, like, if you just look at the fucking act of it and what it's for, and it's for pleasure, but then there's so, because we're human beings and we have minds and stories and all the things, Yeah, it it complicates all of it, but I don't know. Um, This was a good episode. Uh, Just opening the doors here, you know, um, to a lot of things. Yeah, there's so many different directions we could take this and we will in the future but yeah you know, we had to like mm, narrow this down we had so many fucking like <laughs> but to start out yeah we just wanted to say fuck you double standard yes. we are allowed to feel good and yes. fully embodied and wear short shorts with our and asses out <laughs> alright y'all thanks for coming on this journey with us I yes. hope that you go on a journey with yourself or your partner or partners yes. sexually you will learn things about yourself if you reframe the way you think about it Mm -hmm. um in the meantime uh tell us your stories we want to hear your experiences we want to fucking hear it you guys where can where can they find us oh i interrupted you it's okay no you didn't but i was just saying like we've been hearing from people through the dms on instagram and we fucking love it and we want to hear more so you can share us um share your stories with us on by emailing us at info uh, at shdonttalk.com. Um, that's where you can email us or you can hit up, hit us up on the fucking DMs on Instagram by following us at sh underscore don't talk podcast on Instagram, YouTube, whatever y'all like we are here. We are accessible. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. So you can rate review and subscribe. 
show us some love. You can find us on Apple, um, iTunes, Spotify, really any platform. I think it's Apple Podcasts Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Yes. I never know what to call it. Find us where you find us. Rate, review, and subscribe. And join us next week where we're we'll going to be talking about what it is like to be unmarried and childless and, uh, you know, past 35. <laughs> We're happy about it, by the way. This is yeah, going to be a it's bummer. A choice. It's a but, choice. But, um, you know, we'll share more with you then. All right. Thank you guys Thanks for tuning in. in. We love See you. See you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.